Hi, welcome to the Vine Church podcast. We've got a great speaker today. Hope you enjoy. In sharing the word of God to us to help us and, and direct us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, great. Stephen Payton, come on, a lot warm more a land of applause for Stephen sharing today. Stephen is our uh, youth pastor, amongst many other things. Father of two, husband to Zara. Gosh, what a wonderful life you have, Stephen. Well, thanks, Alan. Is everyone good? Awesome. Zara asked who Theresa May was earlier. I just thought, you do know we've got a prime minister, Zara. Ah, <laughs> oh, so funny. I always feel like my marriage is at great risk when I'm up here preaching. <laughs> Habit of saying too much. Um, so how good is church? It's been amazing recently, hasn't it? I'm going to timeline. So on Friday, we had Alistair Leask preaching at Synergy. Can't see it. And he preached on eternity, and I believe it was recorded, which is a, a new thing for us guys in Synergy, so worth checking out. Um, I heard Stuart was unreal last week. Yeah? Amazing, well done. Stuart, I got you, I missed it. Um, Zara and I were supporting Aaron um, and found church and we went along. And Aaron also preached a cracking message, spoke so well. And we were told by multiple people that we're so blessed to have a pastor like Aaron. Do you not also agree? Yeah, they do, yep. <laughs> Uh, and then Ben Jack as well. How good was his sermon? I'm not actually doing myself any favours here whatsoever. Uh, he did get his pictures taken though, which I noticed nobody's got a camera. I've, you know the many workouts I did when I realised I was preaching? Thought I better get those poses. <laughs> so yeah, just so blessed. Um, <laughs> so blessed. And <laughs> ben Jack, what's his Instagram page? <laughs> Oh, yeah, so uh, it's just been so good. I, I just love being a part of this church and all that we're doing and just seeing us building God's kingdom um, through the, the thick and the thin and the good times and the bad times and just seeing people grow and develop. So I don't know about you, but I just feel so blessed to be a part of this church. And uh, today I'm going to be speaking on casting your burdens upon the Lord. So um, as you can see, I'm not very organized in life. I like to just be laid back and calm and cool and then hit the panic button the day before. <laughs> uh, and I have no slides, but I do have a cracking video that we're going to watch just towards the end of the um, sermon. So um, I, I want to ask, do you guys carry any burdens? Yeah? Of course you do, because you're married, right? I was, let me finish my list. You've got jobs, financial strains, you've got kids. Of course, we've all got burdens because we live life and it almost seems impossible to go through life without there being a worry or a stress or a, um, something going on deep inside us. Um, and so I'm going to try and cover some of this stuff today. Um, and I'm going to start off by actually... Um, should have started my timer. Uh, a survey that was carried out by a thousand people, uh, and they were asked to share what weights and burdens they were carrying. Um, so, before I go further, 
if the meaning of the word burden means to carry a heavy load, carrying difficulties or to be loaded oppressively with trouble. Um, so these people were asked specifically what their burdens were, what, what weighed them down the most. And the results were as follows. Sin, addiction and lies came in at 5%. Um, attitude came in at 6%. Wasted time, distractions and procrastination came in at 5%. Insecurities and allowing other people's opinions to influence us came in at 10%. Financial job worries came in at 8%. Um, control, in other words, trying to play God and be in control of everything, came in at 5%. Now, this is where it gets really, really interesting because I, I personally might have thought financial and job worries would have been higher um, and sin addiction and things like that would have been higher. But at 20%, fear, worry, and doubt um, was measured. Anger, grudge, pride, and jealousy came in at 24%. And pain and disappointment from the past came in at 17%. So 61% were basically fear, worry, doubt, anger, grudge, pride, jealousy, pain, disappointment from the past. Uh, I just wondered if you could relate to any of these. I know I certainly can, uh, probably most of them. Um, and uh, when we walk with God, uh, he wants to help us deal with this stuff and to grow in our character and in our faith. Um, and I've picked out a, a story in the Bible. It's a little bit jumbled, going from different chapters. So I'm just going to try and um, narrow it down a little bit. But there was a... a a guy called Asa, or Asa, I don't really know how you pronounce the names in the Old Testament. That was an easy one as well. It's only got three letters and I still, I'm still lacking confidence in uh, speaking out. King Asa. Well, he wasn't a king. I think he's a ruler. Um, and he was given power and placed in position by God. And he actually started ruling and reigning with um, great wisdom. He, for 10 years, he stuck by the principles and the ways of God. He dealt with idolatry. He dealt with people who were worshipping and seeking um, false gods. And he made sure that his people followed and obeyed the ways of God. And as a, a ruler, um, a man in charge, they found themselves in a battle. Um, and they faced one million uh, warriors, they were Ethiopians, one million of them faced in battle in 300 chariots. So this guy has sole responsibility of his army and finds himself facing an army of this great depth. And it says that then Asa cried out to the Lord his God, O Lord, no one but you can help the powerless against the mighty. Help us O Lord our God, for we trust in you alone and it is in your name that we have come against this vast horde. O Lord, you are our God, do not let mere men prevail against you. Uh, sorry, that's a different verse. Whoa, what have I just done there? So we'll come back to, no, sorry, that was right. Scrap that bit, edit that bit out of the talk. <laughs> so notice that he's facing a battle 
And the first thing he did, he did was cry out to God. He didn't dive into the battle, start fighting on his own strength and realize, wait a minute, this is too big for me. The first thing he did was cry out to God. Um, and the God intervened and his army won and the enemy was defeated. Um, and he was, in a, so that's the strength of a good relationship with God, knowing that you to call on him and to seek him first. Um, but as time went on a little bit, he started to lean on his own strength. And he heard of uh, another threat to his kingdom. And what he chose to do in this case was to use bribery as a means of winning the battle that was coming. So God sent somebody, here we go, another Old Testament name, Hanani, or I think Hanani, Hanini, Hanani. <laughs> sounds a bit too Indian for, for somebody from Judah. So he sent him to remind him of what God had done in his past. So he's went from leaning on God, trusting God, doing things his way, to start going down a, a more corrupt way, using gold and silver as means of bribery to try and do things in his own strength and take control, which was in that survey. Um, and so um, the seer came to see him and told him, because you have put your trust in the king of Aram instead of the Lord your God, you missed your chance to destroy the army of King Aram. Don't you remember what happened to the Ethiopians and Libyans and their vast army with all their chariots and charioteers? At that time you relied on the Lord and he handed them over to you. The eyes of the Lord searched the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. What a fool you have been. From now on, you will be at war. And as I became so angry with Hanani for saying this, that he threw him into prison and put him in stocks. Uh, and then he as I became, uh, went on to oppress his people. So looking at the difference, um, if we go back to what we first spoke on, the key words that jumped out to me when I was reading this, that he, as I, when he was walking with God, cried out to him. And he recognized that no one could help but God. He seen him as his number one strength and source. Um, and he say, actually says that he cried out to his God. So there's a relationship there because he's saying, you are my God. Um, and he goes on saying, we trust in you alone. There's no other sources or means or, or, or anything that he's relying on. It's purely he's putting his trust in God alone. Um, and then he, he obviously strays a little bit from the truth and from the right living and stuff. And we, he, we see that he actually went on to develop a bad foot disease that um, he still refused to seek God's help and instead went to his own physicians who could do nothing for him and then he passed away. So we see in one character in the Bible, two different people, one who's fully dependent and relying on God and one who wants to do everything in their own strength. And I, I kind of was challenged myself and I wonder if the question was presented to you, which one would best describe you in your faith journey just now? Are you somebody who fully depends and relies on God? Or are you more inclined to lean on your own strength and try do things your way? Uh, you don't have to vote, uh, but I'm, I'm definitely like number two. I, I try too much to do things on my own strength and to carry the weight of things. Um, 
And so it's a really interesting story. You can find it in two Chronicles, and you can find the same story in a little shorter version in 1 Kings. Um, but it'll be well worth a read um, and to see. So um, when we do things in our own strength, we carry the weight of life. Um, maybe you can recognize that and identify that. Maybe worries, like we mentioned earlier, you've got the financial strain and you try to f- seek answers yourself. You, you've got concerns for your kids and you, and you panic and you, and you run to other people for opinions and thoughts. Or maybe it's situations at work. Maybe you're always worrying that you might be out of work and to lose your job. Or maybe it's health. I mean, we see all the statistics and rates that people develop serious illnesses. Um, and maybe that eats away at you. Um, I don't know if there's things in your past or people that you've known have passed away and you, you're almost waiting on a diagnosis. There's so many things that can burden us and weigh us down. Um, but it says in 1 Peter 5, verse 6 to 7, it says, So humble yourself under the mighty power of God, and at the right time he will lift you up in honor. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. Um, and other versions say, cast your cares, cast your anxiety, um, cast your worries, whatever. Different versions, but um, that's Peter giving us real sound, solid advice there. And the start of that is by humbling ourselves and really just recognizing that we need God to help us get through even this, the straightforward things in life, such as your job or whatever, but to humble ourselves. And under, then the next bit is what power helps us. It's not the power of social media or the power of chatting to people or your Google doctor, but it says humble yourself under the mighty power of God. Do we put God in a box and think that he maybe can't help and intervene or there's other people get blessed, but maybe not us. Other people see healing, but maybe not us. But it says here, Humble yourself under the mighty power of God, and at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. He will take you up out of that situation, and he will act, and he will move, and you will see things change. It says, give all your worries and cares to God, not just one or two, but all your worries and cares. So if you've, what, even the small details of your life, God is interested. He wants you to be honest and open and really, he knows everything, doesn't he? He knows everything that's going on in our lives. He knows where we're struggling and where we're suffering. Um, but he asks us, he's not a God who um, pushes and probes, but he basically is looking for an invitation from us to let him come in and work in our lives. Um, so we need to um, humble ourselves there, but to give all our worries to God. Because it finishes by saying, because he cares for you. He doesn't want to see us carrying a weight that we're not meant to carry. He doesn't want to see us carrying burdens and difficulties and struggles when he's really got the answer. But sometimes we're just too headstrong. Sometimes we're a wee bit like the ruler or the king Asa who just decided to do things in his own strength to overcome these things himself. And it didn't really end too well from him. And we can probably make ourselves sick with worry. Uh, and when we let fear take control of our minds, it can cause all sorts of chaos, chaos in our spiritual life and in our emotions and in our health. It's, it's a huge topic. Um, so 
that's what it has to say in 1 Peter 5, 6. Casting is to throw. So if a fisherman has a net and he's using it primarily to catch fish, it's no use carrying it about. He knows he has to release it to get what he wants. And that's what the Bible's telling us to do. You've got to cast your burdens. You've got to throw it off. Otherwise, it'll be like a big um, Santa sack on your back. You'll just be pulling it and heaving it about everywhere with us. Um, um, maybe some of the things that we carry uh, could be pain, pain from the past or resentment. Uh, maybe you've, there's been struggles and, and a marriage is broke down and you've felt the disappointment and the heart and the heartache of that happening. Maybe you've been a child of that and we, there's, there's roots for all this stuff that can be affecting us today and it could have been something that took place 20 years ago. And the, God wants a relationship with each of us and in that relationship, your relationship, you all know what it's like being in a relationship. It's got ups and downs. It's got good days and it's got bad days. It's got highs and it's got lows. It's got um, good memories and bad memories. Um, but the, whatever season we're going through and whatever we're, things we're struggling with, the, the, a relationship, there's growth and there's depth and there's um, something solid being created through all those tough times. And God's basically given us the opportunity to have that relationship with him where he can come in and help us. And sometimes it gets messy and sometimes there's tough seasons. But God, every day of our lives, God is using situations and circumstances to refine our faith. Says that we will be made perfect on the day of judgment. And we try too hard to be perfect now but the reality is it doesn't matter how hard we try, we'll never be perfect till Jesus makes us perfect. We'll never be perfect till he puts a cloak of righteousness on us and a crown on our head and says, well done, my good and faithful servant. That's when you'll become perfect when we're, we're with him. But while, as long as we're here, there's things to work on. There'll be difficulties, there'll be storms. Uh, and often we, we're carrying this stuff around with us. Um, and we mentioned that some of that can be historic and it can be pain from the past. I've got a video to show that's really probably going to touch um, some people this morning. I was in tears when I seen it. Um, it's from the movie Holy Ghost Reborn. So if, you've, if your faith in general is dried up at the moment, I really recommend buying this DVD. See, I asked somebody if I could borrow it and they kindly text and said, I've lost it, but I've ordered you one. Uh, and it was really nice, so I, I arrived and it was in Dutch. Uh, so I went to text, I went to text and say, you've managed to order it in Dutch. And I thought, actually, I paid it forward. I've already bought somebody the same DVD and it's getting sent to their house. And I did check Amazon and guess what I did? I ordered it in Dutch as well. <laughs> So it's in Dutch subtitles, but I have spoken in English. Um, and you're going to see a guy who basically, uh, I'm not going to spoil it. I've just thought we'll just play it and we'll, we'll talk about it afterwards. But if you guys, before they start, I just rocked up this morning with a DVD thinking if you just put it in and play it, everything's good. 
wow, that is a technical station up there. And you guys have worked so hard to make this happen. So I think we should give them a huge, huge round of applause. And I'll never do that to you guys again. <laughs> so if you just want to play it, if you guys are ready, you can give me a thumbs up or... Access. I actually panicked because when they said it might not work, I was like, how am I going to add another 15 minutes to a sermon? Nine minutes, I should say. Or bear witness to Jesus Christ. But he wants to get deeply personal with us. And sometimes that means healing wounds that no one can see but him. I traveled to Colorado to visit with some of the most manly men I've ever encountered. Paul Lavelle heads up Operation Restored Warrior. Serving almost exclusively the military, and special forces in particular, ORW has seen hundreds of men come through their program, with one weekend even consisting entirely of Medal of Honor winners. But while most of these men come in as non-Christians or marginal believers at best, ORW sees a 100% conversion rate. This is radical stuff for radical men. The three-day intensive consists of teaching and prayer, but this is prayer unlike anything most people have seen. They simply ask the Holy Spirit to locate the primary point of pain in each man's life. Then they invite Jesus, who said it was to our benefit that he go, so he could then be with us everywhere, into that point of pain to heal it. While I was there, I met a former Navy SEAL named Shannon and his trusty dog, Pig Bear. Shannon has one of the roughest pasts ORW has ever seen, and he was here to make himself vulnerable to the Holy Spirit and allow him to heal the broken parts of his life. What are you expecting God to do to for you the next day or two? Um, it's been a unique journey for me. Uh, right now, I just try to keep my heart open and keep my judgments of what's going on out of it and uh, just let him work inside of me. A lot of this is really new to me, so I try to leave my own expectations out of it and uh, just let his will work through me. Shannon agreed to let me film this process, which is very personal and can sometimes get a little messy. Being able to film something like this is very rare, which once again proves that Navy SEALs are some of the bravest people on the planet. Holy Spirit, we, uh, we just ask you to move, to come, to do the very thing that you long to do in our brother. Yes. Lord, Holy Spirit, reveal more layers in, in the woundedness and the journey that Shannon's Glory, been on. Lord. Yes, Lord. And so now, Lord, where do you want to go? What do you want to do? Where would you have us start, Lord? In a short while after you were born, what, what happened to your mom? She was killed. She was hit by a drunk driver. Mm. And how old were you? I was 16 months old. Wow. And where was your dad? I don't know. Your dad wasn't there? Not that I know. You don't know who your dad is, right? I don't. All right. Uh, so it was a single mom. Mm-hmm. 
I remember being told that I would stand in the corner and just cry for my mom. I remember my brother. My, my brother being old enough to know what happened and I didn't, I didn't understand, but he, he knew she was never coming home. And you used to stand in the corner and cry? Mm-hmm. Do you see yourself there? Yep. In the corner? Yes, I remember the, the blue carpet and the walls were a vanilla color. I remember the, the curtains and the door was a dark mahogany, really dark stained door. And how old are you? I'm young. Um, young. Two, three, Two, four. three, yeah. yeah. And you have a clear recollection of it? Mm-hmm. Can you see it now in your mind's eye? Yes. Can you look around the room from that place? Mm-hmm. Can you see Jesus there? Yes. Describe what you see. He's in, he's in the room behind me. In, he's not on the floor though, he's in, He's, a, he's above. Mm-hmm. 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 Can you see his face? Absolutely. I want you to look at his eyes. Mm-hmm. Tell me what he's saying to you, to little Shannon. Listen to him. I love you, son. I just received that. That little two-year-old, three-year-old. Being able to know that Jesus was there. I love you, son. I love you, son. You're not alone. I want you to feel Jesus walk towards you, walk over towards you. Let me know when he's there in front of you. He's there. I want you to turn and look at him, and Jesus is going to kneel down in front of you. Kneel to him. Yes. Tell me what he's doing. He's lifting me. He's lifting me. He's holding you. Is he holding you? He just stood me back up. Yes. He wouldn't let you kneel, would he? Ask him just to pick you up. He did. He did? What does that feel like, Shannon? Safe. Yeah. Safe, yeah. Yes. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Let him speak directly to that little young heart. What's he saying? Come with me, son. Yes. 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 You've always been with Yes. Can you feel that, Shannon? Can you feel it? I'm on fire, kid. Yes. Yes. And all of the, all of the fear all of the pain, it all stems from this point. Yes. This is the core memory that the Holy Spirit wants to heal. And Jesus is saying, I invite you in Christ, please. Yeah. Just come in. Come into this place and heal me. Yes. Yeah. Submit to you, Father. And what does he say to you? What do you hear him saying? Ask him to speak truth into your little heart 
from that day to today, what is true about Shannon? How does Jesus, the Father, and the Holy Spirit see you? What is true? That I'm a warrior, servant, protector. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's right. You are. Do you receive that? I do. Damn. Mighty warrior, Shannon. Mighty. Shannon, I just hear Jesus saying to me, for you, that all the things that you have longed to do to feel validated, the things that you have tried to attain to get feeling love, to get recognition, all the things you did through high school, and then going in the Navy and becoming a Navy SEAL, and how all those things, the joy was taken away. Jesus says, I am restoring all of that. Yeah. Because all those things are true about you. You are a Navy SEAL. You are an elite warrior. You are an amazing young man. Yes. And all that the enemy meant for evil, Jesus right now, the Holy Spirit is changing, is gonna turn for good. You are the embodiment of what a Navy SEAL is. That's right. It's true. It is who you are. You are a warrior for him. You're honoring him. Thank you, Father. Yeah. Yeah. He's also saying very clearly, what I have given you, no man can take. Yes. 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 Right? Just receive that, Shannon. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. For sure there's going to be, for instance, skeptics who are going to watch this mm-hmm. and are going to basically say, look at, what, look at you and look at what these guys are doing and say, well, it's just all, it's just your imagination. Like all that stuff that we just felt, it's just like, it's just your imagination. You're just making stuff up in your head and reacting to it. And it's just, you know, it's not really real. It's just stuff that, 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 that you're making up. I would, what would you say to them? I would invite them to come out is what I would invite them to, to do. Um, like I said, I was a non-believer. Uh, I wasn't a non-believer, but I wasn't. Christianity wasn't for me, and I still have a hard time calling myself a Christian. You know, I'm comfortable saying I'm a believer in that God and the Holy Ghost and Jesus Christ are all the same thing. Um, What that looks like in the future for me, I don't know. What I do know is I am a warrior for God. And if they have, if they have any doubts or they're skeptics and they have, they have a set on them, have them come on out. Um, because the Holy Spirit will show up. People live with the concept of the Heavenly Father of Jesus as Savior. It's, awesome. it's a concept. And people do well with living well, with the concept. The Holy Spirit is dry a eyes left. to be encountered. He is God. How powerful is that movie clip? Uh, I guess when you take it from the start, the, the key for him getting to that place of finding out the root of why he's been carrying so much pain and heaviness and burdens. He was just open and willing and he wasn't going in with a a, a perception. He was just open 
through the Holy Spirit. Uh, maybe the band could just come back up. That's us almost finished. Uh, he was just open to hearing um, God's voice and to, uh, I don't know how old he is, but at 16 months old to lose his his mum and to not have a dad. My daughter, who you've seen uh, running about 15 months old, to give you an idea of how old he would have been. Um, but to stand uh, in the corner of rooms and cry, and I can't, can't imagine what that would be like for a child to have no parents there and to have that pain and the loss. And uh, maybe our stories aren't as as difficult as that or our paths haven't been as hard but we do have pain and we do have um, burdens and really what I was just trying to bring today was that the Holy Spirit uh, wants to help he wants to get help get to the roots and the bottoms and to set us free from pain and unforgiveness and bitterness and the things that burden us and even more practically he wants to help us in our daily Routines, raising kids, and and, and fighting fires, and in, in the home, and and at work situations, and financial situations, uh, and, and to summarise what it says in one Peter five six to seven, that is because he cares for you, and God wants a relationship with each one of us so that He can help us grow and to be healed and to move on from our past. Um, Turning up to church on a Sunday is not really having a relationship with God, although it's a really good place to start. But the relationship is when we let God into all areas of our lives. When he's in our home, when he's in our, our family dinner table, when he's with us as we drive to work and we're just being real and honest. And he has given us uh, a bold spirit and, and confidence is all good, but we also have to be willing to be vulnerable as well and ask God that without him, we really probably can't do too much on our own strength. And to learn from the, the, the king in Azza who, who had it right, but then got it wrong, and I'm not, I'm not speaking about how he got that wrong, but I'm, the consequences of getting it wrong cost him greatly and yet it had it also shows that when we let God in and we have that relationship with him how things can be so different so uh, I wonder if Lindsay could just lead us in a prayer and a worship and that that's us finished but I just encourage you all guys to press in and really um, seek the Holy Spirit in this moment and um, and just let the Holy Spirit work in whatever way he will is wish, wishing to do right now um, but thanks guys